You know, spiritual awakening doesn't mean you have to float away on a cloud of Zen, okay? It can be as basic as becoming aware that you are more than labels, titles, and roles, and that you are not the thoughts you think. You're separate from them. I'm Bridget Blythe Briere, a regular girl going through a shift that I'm sharing with you because it feels good to figure out how to unlock heart and mind to reveal the true self and live with a deeper connection to the universe and everything in it. You can have that too. And these episodes are meant to help provide you with guideposts to pursue your own path to becoming socially responsible. Hey, so how did it go decoding some of the messages the universe has sent you, leading you to a better place? That's what we talked about in episode five. And I really suggest you just keep tuning into yourself and really paying attention because even the tiniest of road bumps holds within it a lesson, guidance, a reminder, a message that really is there to serve you. Meanwhile, the timing of getting our puppy continues to provide really powerful um, series of lessons and reminders about presence and patience. And honestly, it's really testing the progress that I've made over the past few years when it comes to anxiety management for myself. The change in routine and structure that having a puppy has brought is not only a really great challenge for me, but it's also a great representation that life is change and that in order to experience it without self-created suffering, we have to first know and understand that change is inevitable And that going with the flow is more than just a catchy saying. It really is an important key to living a conscious life, to being socially responsible. And that's what we're exploring together here. And we continue to look at many of these autopilot functions of our thinking brains to observe and then take action to fly our brain planes. And so today, we talk about another thing that I really feel is essential to waking up to life beyond the thoughts in our head that we tend to cling to, and that is gossip. This often autopilot habit of talking about people behind their backs, saying things you wouldn't say to their face, repeating things that aren't yours to repeat, is so incredibly toxic. And it's also so incredibly common. But I assure you that getting rid of gossip will instantly elevate you. And yes, challenge you as well. I quit this nasty habit five years ago. And yes, it was soon after I decided not to go back to my previously chosen profession of TV journalist. Now, I'm not perfect at this, of course, but... I will go ahead and give my true self some love on this because I am pretty darn good about it. Since purposefully pursuing this path of if I don't have anything nice to say, I don't say anything at all, I have not only stopped engaging in trash talking, I also take it a socially responsible step further and I'll actually examine why I've even considered saying something mean, nasty, negative, or dirt dishing if and when that kind of thought pops into my head, or on the rare occasion when it still comes out of my mouth. Now, 
It wasn't always this way, of course. I mean, first of all, I'm almost 40, so that's allowed for several decades worth of scuttlebutting behavior right there. But obviously, anyone who's gone through middle school and high school has quite likely taken part in or been the subject of a rumor or both, or just plain old said nasty things about someone else or made fun of them. And inevitably, this kind of conduct continues into college and adulthood. One, because it becomes habitual. Two, because besides the weather, talking about other people is the lowest hanging fruit as far as conversations are concerned. And three, we probably experience it modeled by our parents and other relatives and friends. And so we go along with it, even when it might not feel right. And then lastly, and this might be the toughest one to accept, our ego thinks gossip equals power. And again, this is not the, wow, that guy thinks he's so great. What an egomaniac type of ego. I'm talking about our sense of self that the thinking brain derives from stories and labels and titles and roles and then compares to others. The ego loves to compare and feels especially great when we think we're doing better or are better than another or others. The soul piece of us knows that isn't true, but it takes work to get around the ego, let the soul shine through, and it's work that is worth doing. Now, also for me, um, I worked for years in an industry fueled by information, right? Getting it, wanting to get it first, sharing it, wanting to share it first. And certainly journalism plays a really important role in our society when it comes to facts and current events. But beyond that, newsrooms happen to be notoriously gossipy places. For one thing, it's a competitive industry. And for another, it's highly subjective within the industry as far as who's hired, fired, promoted, and all of that tends to fuel trash talking and dirt digging to make people feel better about themselves and, you know, about why, for example, they got passed up for a role in favor of someone else. Now, I'm going to go ahead and guess that other professions have similar downfalls, but this just happens to be what I know really well. Not only did I work in TV news for nearly a decade and a half, I also grew up around it with both my parents having been successful journalists, one on air and one behind the scenes in management. But whatever your background or your current life situation, I think we can all agree that being the subject of gossip is the absolute pits. And being the spreader of gossip may give you a false sense of superiority, but either way, trash-talking others, spreading rumors, repeating what's not yours to share, all of that is the antithesis of being socially responsible. Okay, now when it comes to gossip, of course I've been a digger of information and a previously shameless sharer of stuff I shouldn't share. And I've even rejoiced in learning about the downfall of others. But get honest with yourself. You've done it too, right? I mean, even with celebrities, have you ever had the thought like, oh, geez, wow, look at so-and-so whose life is falling apart. 
Rich and famous, but can't even keep it together. No wonder so-and-so other famous person dumped her. Or whatever the story may be about a celebrity. Because it's such a quick and easy hit to the ego to boost it up. To look at someone else's crummy situation and prop yourself higher. But seriously, yuck. Ugh, it makes me feel icky to recall all the times that I've done this. I have also experienced several times over pretty publicly the pain that gossip causes, even when it isn't done with malicious intent. The first time I remember feeling gut-punched by gossip, I was in the third grade. My mom, who I mentioned was a successful TV journalist, had been featured in a magazine talking about how she took her career from New York City, brought it back to a smaller town where she grew up so she could Yes, continue working in the news as a journalist, but also to start this horse farm, which had been another dream of hers. And the article included a picture of me riding one of our horses as my mom led the horse down this beautiful tree-lined lane on the 100-acre farm that we lived on. Now, my teacher at the time, very innocently, I realize now, thought she knew a piece of information that turned out to be wrong. So she thought that our horse, the one in the photograph with the article, had a foal that died. But what really happened was that my mom, who had been pregnant with my little brother, lost the baby at almost full term. It was the baby who died and not the horse. Somehow the teacher heard some piece of what she thought she knew and innocently asked about it as I sat there during third grade show and tell circle time, speechless to the point of tears in front of the entire third grade class. The next time gossip really got me good, I was in the sixth grade. You know, the first year of middle school, the height of preteen hormones and all of the stuff that goes with it. My parents were in the process of getting a divorce amid some serious drama as my mom had recently lost her job as a news anchor at the same TV station where my dad was in management. And a lot of this was public knowledge because my mom was in the public eye and we lived in a pretty small town. And there I was at this very first wreck night of my middle school career, and this boy who I'd known since the first grade, who I thought was my friend, he marches up to me, and in front of a gymnasium full of people, he loudly declares, congratulations on your mother's firing. Okay, his information was not completely incorrect, but he was mad at me because he had a crush on me wanted me to kiss him. I didn't reciprocate. And this was his ego power move to boost himself up. It took me years to get over this and to move past the fact that, you know, I don't think he really was aware of how hurtful this move was. Um, but it stuck with me. And I immediately went to the nearest payphone and uh, called my grandparents, Collect, to come and get me. I mean, they were, quite frankly, and no offense to my parents, um, who were going through their own challenges, as I just described, 
My grandparents were my most reliable adults. But at any rate, misinformation or meant-to-hurt-someone-else details passed on about someone by someone, soul blocker. In my early 20s, I was confronted in the makeup room at work by a woman who was several years older than me after she found out that I had shared something pretty scandalous about her with some of our other coworkers, and I felt sick about it. I hate confrontation. And here was this situation that I brought on myself because I opened my big mouth. Have you ever been busted being a big mouth or trash talking? And even if you haven't been busted, think about it. When's the last time you said something mean about someone else? And I'm talking about even the little side comments that people make among their family or friends about a stranger who walks by, their weight, their clothes, the way they move. This is the kind of thing that instantly creates an energetic dip around you. And if you have kids, I mean, look out. They pick up on this stuff. They don't hesitate to repeat what you say. And we talked earlier about how these are the kinds of habits that are formed by seeing this behavior modeled by grown-ups in your life. So imagine the effect that you could have on future generations if you knock it off. Plus, the ego, that piece of yourself that clings to thoughts and stories and believes all of it without reflection, is, again, under the impression that there is power in gossip, that something bad about someone else equals a boost to our own ego. But that could not be further from the truth. I have really come to understand that a momentary ego boost is not at all worth the pain that gossip causes. So here's this week's call to action. Can you make it through one day without saying something nasty, negative, gossipy, trash-talky, mocking, mean about other people? If you slip up, you don't quit. Maybe you look inward. Hmm. What's up with that self? Why did I feel the need to say that? I mean, I remember watching TV with my college boyfriend and being unable to control the I can't stand her comments about every gorgeous woman that I felt threatened by who would come on the screen. Such cringeworthy behavior. It's not gossip, but it's trash talk and equally as destructive. I was supremely insecure. And I reached for trash talking to try and lift myself up. All right, if you make it through a day without gossip, even if you mess up a little bit, that's okay. Could you do it for a second and then a third day? I mean, could you get through the week without engaging in this typical, have you heard about whoever conversations or the quick side comments about strangers walking by? I mean, yeah, it will be hard. It is hard, especially because chances are that most of, if not all of, the people in your life aren't also listening to this and doing what you are, but you could invite them to try it too. And if nothing else, lead the way, by example, in a high conscious way, as in you don't even need to proclaim, I'm not gossiping this week, everyone. I mean, you can, 
but you don't have to. You could just change the subject. This move continues to serve me well. And as you proceed on this path of getting rid of gossip, you may even graduate to, (gasps) gasp, quitting reality TV watching, if this is something that you do. I used to be a major junkie for those kinds of shows. I used to love um, gossip blogs. And then when I woke up to my reality that I watched those shows and I read those things to either feel better or maybe worse about my own life and, you know, start to play that dangerous game of comparison, I stopped. I quit it cold turkey. The same time I said no more gossip. I also said no more reality TV and no more gossip blogs and no more celebrity news programming. My husband's still comments that he's amazed by the fact that I don't watch those things anymore. So I'm proud of that. Um, I will also add, you know, getting rid of gossip can be extra challenging if you work in an environment with a gossip culture or have friendships and relationships based on talking about other people. It's going to be hard, but this is a challenging thing that is worth doing 100% to help yourself become more socially responsible. In gratitude for liking what you hear, please take a moment to leave a review, subscribe, and share Socially Responsible, A Regular Girl's Guide to Spiritual Awakening.